Welcome to another episode of Cinema Gems, and as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral. And yes, gentle ladies and gentlemen, I am wearing a straw boater because we are in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us, yes! Video stores still exist! But Admiral, how do the listeners know that you're actually wearing a straw boat hat? By the Instagram! What's the Instagram handle again? Are you Cinema really? Gems Pod! <laughs> and Hi, Cinema everyone. Gems underscore pod is the Twitter. The illustrious butt maestro himself, who just has a disembodied voice now. Hi everyone, welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're not, I'm not doing that voice the whole time. Don't worry, you don't have to turn us off. We're not doing the voices the whole time, right Admiral? Only at certain parts. Okay, that's fair. Welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another show that mostly talks about movies. And we're continuing our trend throughout 2022 of celebrating movies anniversaries. Yeah. Which, I don't know about y'all, but I like this. It, it, it spaces out things to where they're like there's been enough time to reflect on it and now it's kind of almost a little bit relevant again like I like this I like this pattern and, we've been doing and you can let us know if you like it too it's at uh, uh, um, cinemajames15 at gmail.com oh yeah and also go to lowrampictures.com right you can find the rest of our episodes and Marty the Air Conserver thank you for letting us use your website also but basically what we do here uh, is we take movies from you know the second or like we did wrath of khan we did a bunch of them yeah but we do it not all year round but we space it out because like you said we space it out to check and see how the movie is how they've held up how they age uh but how our opinions on those movies if we saw them a long time ago have changed but also uh just to space out for new things that are coming out because i think we have we're going to do a few new things coming up yes. before we go into uh, June, which is, heads up, going to be a real fun one. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm excited for that one. I'm not going to say. I, I'll give you one hint. The uh, special theme of it is going to sound like, wah, 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 and that's it. That's all you get. This is the first <laughs> time I've ever heard this theme, and I love it. I have no idea how I'm going to pull it off. If I'm going to use my voice or a horn, By the way, I have no idea. Do you want to eat this baby Ruth that I did pick up? Yeah, sure. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I picked the two pieces up because I'm like, hey. All right. So I you thought go. you were going to save it for the moment in the movie where uh, the girl goes, "You can't. This this is terrible." She's just ranting about how awful it is that everyone is closing out on his brand deals. Yeah. Um. So we're talking not, about the the babe, John Goodman. Not the pig movie. Yeah. Because Patron was like, I was like, oh. I was like, Patron, we're reviewing Babe. And she's like, what? Sorry, chocolate in my mouth. It's okay. I also was under the impression that we were doing the uh, the pig movie, which I'm not opposed to, but I remember it being kind of sad. Uh, it <laughs> is. And James Cromwell, the gentleman who was That's also right, in, is also in that. Yeah. He became a vegan after that movie. Wow. Mm -hmm. He's no longer with us, sadly. Oh, alright. Um, but uh, the Babe uh, movie came out thirty years ago. Uh, kind of well received, but mixed at best. Mm -hmm. Sorry for dead time. It's Chocolate okay. in my mouth still, because look, they're not a sponsor. But hey, Babe Ruth, if you want to sponsor us, Baby I'm not gonna. Ruth? You mentioned something before we start recording, and would you want to say it again about the Babe Ruth that we brought on a Babe Ruth because. Glad we're not doing it. If like I was worried that you were gonna bring bring a baby Ruth on when we finally review the Goonies, mm -hmm. whenever that happens, um, I'm not opposed. It's a great movie, 
Um, although I'm pretty sure, don't we have that bookmarked for, uh, for we a have potential that, guest? N- yes, okay. but also, it's not the right anniversary year. Mm. So I'm just glad that you brought a Baby Ruth. I'm so sorry, I'm talking with my mouth full. On for the Babe Ruth movie instead of for the Goonies, because I felt like that would have been a little too on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, John Goodman. Uh, where is this, is he wearing a fake nose the entire time? I can't tell, honestly. I think he may have. But okay, it's a baseball movie, His candy guys. Bars are thick. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a, it's a baseball movie. Baseball time, thirty anniversary. I was like, we're watching it. I will say right off the bat, it got the whole feel of a Catholic reform school dead on. <laughs> um, from my time in Catholic school, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely got that whole, just like, look down, you don't have a life, your parents are dead to you now, and you have to be good according to our definition of good in order to earn seeing them again. Because you are incorrigible. Um, there's actually a couple things. So the uh, the Yankees announcer, when he was playing for the Yankees, uh, Wayne Metz, uh, Metzner, mm-hmm. he's an actual, real, in real life, he was affiliated with the uh, mm. with the Chicago Cubs. And he sung a hundred, a hundred uh, national anthems and Wrigley Field. Nice. And uh, he was just—he's it was—he's uh, he's a public addresser now. Now this is back like thirty years ago, so mm-hmm. I don't—you know—how accurate that is now. Still, that fairly impressive. But yeah, we start in this movie in 1902 in Baltimore, Maryland, at St. Mary's Industrial School for Boys, where young George Ruth Jr. is just being plopped into the school. By his dad. Because he's incorrigible. Yeah, which I think in this context just means he asks too many questions. But, like, to be fair, all the questions he's asking are pretty valid. But that's Catholics for you right there. At least, you know, early 20th century Catholics. Uh, Brother Matthias is playing baseball with these kids. Oh. Just playing pitch and... James Cromwell. Yep, James Cromwell playing Brother Matthias, who... Look, and anything I say about Babe Ruth historically, I'm taking from the Wikipedia page, so grain of salt. Um, but the, he was a real dude, and he really was uh, young Babe Ruth's uh, gateway into at least minor league baseball, where he played for the Orioles. Uh, this movie skips over that quite a bit. They just jump right into when he's playing for the Red Sox. From what I read, they did get this part kind of wrong. Like, one point against them where... He wasn't immediately, like, he wasn't famous immediately for hitting shit out of the park all the time. That wasn't all he could do. And the time of the Red Sox, he was actually a really good pitcher. But right before he left the Red Sox and right when he started with the Yankees, he started hitting shit out of the park. Uh, and actually brought a lot of people back to baseball because people thought baseball was boring. Yep. It didn't get good until Babe Ruth came. Now, this is the part of the podcast where I tell everyone, sorry, I'm not a huge baseball fan because I've always, for the most part, except for a few clips, uh, found baseball pretty boring. Sorry. I I agree with you on that point. Go to a game. Game's completely different. I, mm, yes and no. I, I, I will say I have had a little more fun at baseball games actually drinking and stuff. Uh, that I have watching them on TV. 
Um, the it's most, a completely different experience. The most fun I've ever had watching baseball is watching the uh, Oh Shit, Something Went Wrong compilations on YouTube. <laughs> oh God, you're one of those people. They're great. Which, by the way, uh, this movie came out 30 years ago last month on April 17th, 1992. Hey. This uh, movie's just a little bit older than I was going to say. I was like a little bit older than you. Just a and little Patron. bit. And Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and, uh, wait right there when we, when we're talking about him in the Catholic school. Yeah. I love that the guy comes up and he's like, look, I want to adopt him, you know, mm-hmm. nobody else wants him, blah, blah, And I love how brother Matthias is just like, come on, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Come he on. He wants him. Come on. <laughs> like. Like, why not? Come on. And he said that, I love his line when he talks about, I've never, I never thought of that a miracle would come out of, uh. Saint, yep. Saint, what is it? Saint Xavier? Saint Mary's. Saint Mary of Xavier or something? Oh, Saint Francis Xavier. The way yes. he said it, yes. I was just like. He's been praying to Saint Francis Xavier for 30 years for a miracle and he finally sees one. I'm like, the only person that can make that work is. Is James Cromwell. That's the only person that can make that, that line work. Anybody I, else would feel forced. Or <coughs> I can think of maybe two more, one of them being Ewan McGregor. At, in 1992. Not necessarily. Well, you know what? If they <laughs> cast him as a young brother, they're like, maybe? That could work. That's not a terrible idea. I mean, he's older now. Yeah. It would work even better now, arguably. And who else? He said two I, other people. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just toss out, uh, who's who's the vision? Jude Law? No, that's... that's no, you're right. That's that's uh, Watson in uh, the yeah. Sherlock Holmes movies. Who uh, did you say? Vision? That's the, Paul the Bettany. Vision. Paul Bettany, thank you. Yeah, Paul Bettany. That's, uh, oh, God. That's, what's her face's husband? She's from The Labyrinth with David Bowie. Oh, Demi Moore? No, not Demi Moore! No, you're right. It's not Demi Moore. Jennifer Connelly. Yes. Okay. That's her husband. That makes more sense. Anyway, back in. Not David Bowie. Not David Bowie. (laughs) Paul Bettany. Yeah. So. Tangent. Back on a skew. Yeah, no, stay on target. Um, so basically go. they go, and you did mention that, it, see me as a, as a viewer, I was just like, oh, okay, he he went out for the Orioles, and then, like, he, he did his time in the world. Yeah. And then, as he a viewer. He did his time in the minor yeah. leagues. Yeah. Yeah, as a viewer, and then he went to uh, the Boston. Um, and so now we're at the Yankees. Yeah. And, and he was with the Yankees for a while, and we get to meet Jumpin' Joe. Are we are we gonna skip over? Yeah, we see Jumpin' Joe first on the Red Sox, and he's like his first friend. Yeah, uh, and he from the very beginning they are hinting very strongly at everything Babe Ruth ever did was to desperately find some sense of community, some sense of family, some sense of community. Yeah. Because growing up, his parents rejected him. Everything about the Catholic Church and the, the the school rejected him, isolated him, and so as soon as he you know has something he's really good at, and he, he takes has, care of the neighborhood kids. Yep, he goes to a diner and orders everything. Yep, and okay, so becomes this, their best customer, also their creepiest customer. But yeah. we'll get to that. So this part I'm gonna say is that yes, I, yes, that can be considered. Uh, they can be very considered creepy at the time. Oh, him him creeping on Helen at yeah. the uh, diner. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> Do we need to pause? Is there nope. Patron okay? One hundred percent fine. But um, and then he meets her. There you go. And they start on the car. They start hanging out of the car, and then he buys her a farm. 
I want to rewind just a little bit because you skipped over one of my favorite characters of the movie. Uh, uh, the farmer? No. Um, so he, through the Red Sox, he meets Harry Frazee, the owner of the Red Sox and also someone who's trying to start his own Broadway production. At a party, he gets to meet this, this uh, gorgeous blonde. This, oh my God, gorgeous blonde. Um, I think Claire? Is that Claire? Yeah. Hawk? Uh, no, 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 no. That's not Claire Ruth. Never mind. Uh, I can't find her in the thing. You have the IMDb pulled up. Who's, um, that's not Claire. That might be Claire. Okay. That is Claire. Yeah. Kelly McGinnis. Claire. Um, she's my favorite character in this movie because she is the, the, one of the only genuinely good friends to Bay. But she cares about him. She genuinely cares about him. It's amazing. Uh, he meets her for the first time at this party they're enamored by each other, but they don't go for it yet. And like you said, he eventually creeps out and is annoyingly persistent enough with this Helen girl that she just falls for, settles for him, I guess. Because it's the 20s, so... Uh, <coughs> maybe settles, but... Yeah, I would say settles. Yeah, kind of settles for him, because she she, she could have done better in terms... She... she <laughs> They, they weren't a good fit. Like, the, the picture this movie paints is they just weren't a good emotional fit. Um, <laughs> oh, John I, Goodman had to lose weight, ironically, to play uh, Baby Ruth. Yeah? Yeah, to play the Babe Ruth. Which is funny, because Babe Ruth in, in pictures is even slimmer than that. Yep. Um, oh, my God. Sorry, I'm, oh, I'm going to Oh, they said every the ballpark page. except Fenway Park was was portrayed at Wrigley Field. Cubs fans can tell between the way the second and third base yeah. is cut. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. I've never been to Wrigley Field, so... Wrigley Field is, is where again? In Chicago. Ah. Remind me where Fenway is again. In Boston. Boston. Okay, that's what I thought. Cool. I didn't want to get it wrong. Or is it Boston? Oh, God. Is it Boston? Is it Boston? I'll, I'll look it up with the Boston before our Boston friends were like, hey! I'm so sorry, any passionate baseball fans out there. We're not trying to butcher your favorite sport. Um, but that being said, yeah, he the reason he goes to the Yankees is because his owner, uh, his owner's musical flopped, and he was in serious debt with some very dangerous people. So he sold Babe Ruth for a record-setting amount to the New York Yankees, and historically, Boston Red Sox. Very nice, and historically, uh, that is where. Babe Ruth started being the home run king, the Sultan of Swat, the like hit it out of the park every single time over the back of every field, just insane. Um, I love how there's a one guy. It's like no one's ever hit a home run after off of this field, and no one ever will. I'm just like now the one thing I dick. haven't been able to fact check that the movie postulates is while he was with the Yankees, uh, there's this kid who he visits in the hospital, who is dying of a terminal disease that the movie does not specify because it's the 20s and they don't know yet. They don't understand. Yeah. So he so he hits a home run over... Well, he hit home runs for everyone. He hit home runs for everyone, but like the kid specifically is important because the kid literally comes back later. Which and got I me? cannot... It's driving me nuts. I have looked through Wikipedia articles. I have looked through... Yeah, that. Wikipedia I've looked through more, like, credible biological sources. 
Um, I can't find anything that confirms or denies that he actually did this for an actual cancer patient. And then in his dying days, the cancer patient came back and was like, hey, I got better because of the willpower that you gave me. Which is an awesome moment in the movie. Holy crap, amazing moment in the movie. I like how like 15 minutes in, we're just like, that's the end of the movie, guys. We mentioned the ending, but we're going to get back to... That's not the only thing that happens in the end of the movie. No, we're talking about the guy hitting it over yeah. the part. And then the... Yeah, no. Alright, so. Yeah. Farm. Uh, he Flops. buys He buys the farm for uh, Helen, whose name he can never get right. Yeah. Uh, and is immediately bored. Do you think he does it, it on purpose? He, well, no, yeah. no, the name, the fake name. Maybe. Pretty, I think he I, does it. I, I unfortunately know of some kind of skeevy dudes who think that's a form of uh, establishing some kind of dominance i guess is like feigning pretending someone's name that's stupid don't do that it's disrespectful as hell uh so basically he gets bored but he he did consistently try and get helen to come out yeah and she didn't want to and kept ignoring her nose yep which by modern standards is obviously not okay but hey this is the 20s so i guess we'll let it slide yeah um yeah, through annoying persistence, gets her to go out with him, uh, and they he proposes to her by buying her a farm, and is immediately bored of it. Yep. And <laughs> like the, they're one of their first nights in the barn, and he's just like, "I need to go out and get steak. I need to do something." Yeah, I and hate she doesn't this. want to go outside. She doesn't want to leave the farm. Yep, she just wants to sit and talk about baby names. Yep. <sighs> uh, uh, so he uh, is goes out and starts partying like an animal and uh his wife is obviously not happy about it he starts to sleep around yeah um, and then he gets yeah that right after that is when he gets traded to the uh, new york yankees and when they move to new york she is immediately not thrilled what about the farmer that's like they kind of give they fucks him over oh i love i love that <laughs> nobody keeps calling him dad yeah he calls everyone dad because you know, this movie is beating you over the head with Babe Ruth had daddy issues. Yeah. Um, so, so he flips out, flips to the Yankees and then he starts hitting homers. Yeah, he starts hitting homers real... Uh, you're a little bit more of a baseball fan than me. Uh, By that much. What, what did you a think grain of, of salt what did that you much. Think of... John Goodman's swing, his heavy air quotes technique. Oh, you! Oh, you gonna ask me? I'm not I, the baseball expert. Here. I was gonna assume you were a little. You own at least one more piece of baseball merchandise than I do. What is that? Is it the baseball? the, the LA Dodgers hat? Oh, I mean, I like <laughs> the teams and the thing. Oh, so which you... I'm genuinely surprised that's not the hat you brought today. It's a Schraubergadier! Oh god, I did the thing. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, I'm gonna have to say that... Adequate? Adequate? That's what I, I thought, know. too. Like, like, it wasn't super terrible. Like, there were some... I didn't I know I was totally, supposed to watch his technique, watch his follow-through. There, there were some times where I could totally tell he was actually hitting something there. And then there's others where they're, like, clearly superimposed to sound and just, like, had him whiff and it cut away and, yeah... It was a good mix of the two, though. Um, I Look, I'm not a uh, 
a baseball technique critic by any stretch of the imagination, but I do want to hear if anyone out there is, knows a lot more about baseball and their technique and everything than I do. I would love to hear you nitpick this movie from that perspective. Well, uh, what's the, what's the New York, uh, the New York giant? No, not the giants. God. Yankees. Yeah. Wow. That's how, that's how much of a, wow. Wow. That's how much of baseball fans we are. Wow. Um, with Derek Jeter, come on. And, wow. And watch this movie with us and nitpick it. Oh, would you wow. watch, Would you rewatch this movie? For for an actual celebrity? Sure. I think I'd have to. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my god. <laughs> that was down that road. Okay. So, um... Oh my god. Um... They start the the team starts traveling. At one point, they go to New Orleans, uh, and this is after he's had. A you know what I gotta say about New Orleans? New Orleans is where the devil goes to get his dicks up. Oh my god! I don't think they ever say that in this movie. Ever. Oh no, that was a reference to uh, Brockmire. Oh my god! <laughs> this is already off the rails. What rails? <laughs> oh, let's bring it back. Bring it back. Oh, Stay on target. I'm pulling. I'm pulling. I'm pulling. Uh, so, yeah, after Wait, be, becoming we're back on the, rails. the the Iron Horse, the, the pride of the Yankees, um, he starts sucking. Um, I'm sorry, the Iron Horse is, is his teammate, Luke Garrick, by the way. I forgot yeah. to mention that. Which, and the first time they mentioned, hey, Garrick, get up there, I put two and two together and realized, oh, that's Luke Garrick. That's Lee Lou, Lou Garrick. Oof. <laughs> Big oof. That's the Lou Garrick that... Um... Oof. ALS. Oof. Goddamn. But not gonna lie, seeing their, like... All I gotta say is one thing. Their their frenemies to friends Mm -hmm. process is actually really cool. Oh, yeah. Because there were definitely rivals at first, where they're, like, really competing against each other. And toward the end of Ruth's career, he's just like, hit it over the fence for me, I'm done. (laughs) Um, All I have to say is, um, I feel for... His family that had to watch him go through that. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, my mom's going through that. And I can yeah. see the slow decline. And I just really... His, I'm not saying that this actor is embodying Lou Gehrig exactly. But him playing baseball and doing all that stuff. Yeah. And then immediately going yeah. to getting... ALS. Yeah. It's like... It's tragic. Ouch! Yeah, oof. It's like big, big oof. It's like that. But still, like like I said, the way the movie portrays him and Babe Ruth and his uh, kind of frenemy relationship, where by the way, Lou Gehrig was like the bigger man in the relationship the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like never cracked, never picked fights with Babe Ruth, and never really like threw the middle finger at him or anything. It was just like, all right, old man, whatever. Um, Okay, so like game recognized game. Jumpin' Joe when yes. when when uh, Babe Ruth gave him Has the suit. Has a kid, apparently. Yeah. He gave him the suit with his Straboda! Oh, God. Um, uh, in that scene, uh, 714 is written on the wall, or you can see 714 visibly in that yes. scene. That's his, that was his number of hits at that time. Nice. 714. Cool. Um, so then he gets a little bit older. He l- goes to his breaking point. Yeah, hits a breaking point in like New Orleans. Like a badass breaking point. 
on the train and the wife is just not okay. Yeah. Um, did you get a, a, a glimpse of what she was popping from the little bottle? Because I have no idea. What? Historically, we could probably piece it together. Uh, but I have no idea. I'm assuming it wasn't cocaine. It's got to be some kind of opioids. It's got to be. Because back in the day, they prescribed opioids for literally everything. Mm-hmm. But it, I knew it was cocaine because we didn't see. Yeah. We didn't see her do like. No, she she was popping little pills. I just don't know what they were. Um, but she was clearly not in a happy place. And uh, yeah. I, it, that's one of those relationships where it's rough to see it implode, but you know it's the best thing for both of those oh, people. Yeah. And then he basically takes his manager and hangs him off of the train. Yeah. Leaving New Orleans. Yeah. And is Gets then fined. Fined and suspended. And when he comes back, he is not good. He has hit a wall. Has his lowest point. And we basically see a fan. A just a regular person. Cursing heckle him, him the fuck out. Heckle him. Yeah. Heckle him. And he fucking breaks. He loses it. He and snaps. They basically fall him on the dugout, and you can see like his breaking point at that point. Yeah. He's just like it's like, whoa. Yeah. Uh but then shortly after 1927, he returns to his old self when he's uh starting to be starting to catch back up with his old friend, uh, Claire. Mm-hmm. And we get to see their relationship blossom again because they're both single at this point. And it's at this point that they're, uh, well... Emotionally okay to start a relationship. Emotionally okay to start a relationship. And then she kind of becomes his manager. Yep. Like, in the way of, like... And the way this movie portrays it, and from the articles I read, this is more or less kind of sort of true. He did have some actual managers, but she was, like, his number one fan and number one, like, no... You need to know what he's worth. Right. Uh, standing up for him and making him recognize his worth uh, as a revolutionary in the sport. Um, and it's great to watch that. That's when she's upset that they made a Babe Ruth bar. <laughs> yeah, she just keeps going on about everything. And it's it's hilarious that he's just like, oh, don't worry about it, Helen. Like, because he actually has what he wants now. He wants, yeah. he wants just somebody to spend his life with. Someone who has fun doing the things that he has fun doing. You know, like, a good relationship is one where you can share those most fun moments with each other. I think. That's a healthy relationship. And they, for the most part, had a very healthy relationship. And he has two daughters um, who... we, We meet one on the train and then another one later on. The movie is unclear... Uh, if that is right, who are the moms? Um, and I am not going to spend all this time cool. scrolling through. So, Wikipedia. so after that, uh, we get to see him get better and him do, him, you know, him yeah. start doing stuff, and we get to see them at Wrigley Field. Yeah, uh, that's the field that no one's hit a ball, hit a ball over. Yep, uh, and we get to see. The old man scene where he's like, no one, no one's hit a ball over. And then mm-hmm. when he does, I love that Babe Ruth's daughter just sticks her tongue out yeah. at the old man. Straight up just looks at him. We're, we're talking about his last game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Straight he's... up looks at him, sticks the tongue out, and goes back to watching the game. I'm like, she, earned, she fucking earned that. Now, some timeline things. Uh, I think this is after he's left the Yankees 
uh, and he tries to be... He, he's won the World Series for the Yankees. And he wants to manage. And he wants to manage. And oh, that's the, all he wants to do. I believe it's the Chicago at the time, Braves. The White Sox? Yes. No, he eventually ends with the Chicago Braves. Right, because this is before Atlanta had This the is the White Sox. White Sox? No, he retires as a Brave. I believe. What? He, he retires with the Braves. Right, but aren't they the aren't they the Chicago or Boston Braves? I'm looking that up right now. Oh, by the way, the reason Fenway Park is so famous is because it was the old it's the oldest uh, major league baseball stadium still mm-hmm. in production. Um first baseman who's prepared to retire, but yeah. Um sorry, I'm reading the part about his relationship with uh, Lou Gehrig, which is Kind of like how in the Amadeus movie, the relationship between Salieri and Mozart is actually a lot more friendlier in real life than in the movie. In the same verse, no, it's it's the same. It's the same in this movie where like their real life relationship was a lot less head buddy competitive in real life. They actually were like very respectful to each other, very good friends to each other. Uh, At a certain point, it looks like Babe Ruth was actually mentoring uh, Lou Gehrig for a while. And, like, be trying to pass the torch. Um, and I love that, um... I, I love when he's, when he's, when Luke Eric just heckling him on the field. <laughs> and he goes, uh, I was, I think Babe Ruth says something about the lungs of, uh, kiss my ass, Dutch boy or something. Oh my god. And I'm just like, no, I, I'm pretty sure he said, kiss my Dutch ass. Okay, so it was the reverse. Yeah, sorry, I, I think okay. it flipped it a little bit after. I'm sorry. All good. This this movie, look, it's a paint-by-numbers biopic. But not... But in terms of biopics, it, from what I've read... It's on the what veteran? little I know about Babe Ruth's actual life and times, uh, it is on the better end of... Like, it actually gets more right, historically... Uh, than most biopics? And in terms of, uh, you know, fudging timelines and taking uh, artistic liberties, I would say this movie is a lot less egregious than Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing about it is, is that you've never seen this movie before, right? Never. Okay, so I saw this movie when, not saying exactly when it came out, because I didn't go to theaters and watch it. Yeah. But I remember renting it on, like from the video store. Yeah. I swear to God, I thought this was a television movie. Okay. I thought this was a telly movie. Like, I'm like, this this isn't real. This isn't a thing. And then I saw it. I actually bought this DVD uh, when uh, over on Kmart uh, near, like, I think, like, probably almost 20 years ago. And for the record, I believe it is also available on Prime. Uh, I wish possibly. I would have known that. But possibly. it is on Prime, I think. But... Um, I remember watching and I picked it up and all the memories for this movie came back and I was like, yeah. gotta get it. And to me, it's still as good as the first time I watched it. I liked it a lot. Um, we're not going to go all the way through the ending because we spoke about the ending here. But the last scene where he is trying his best and he can barely walk and he's coughing up blood reminded me of, uh, what's that other baseball movie with the score by Randy Newman and uh, I, uh, you lost Richard... Randy Newman. Um, the Natural. You lost me at Randy Newman. Oh, well, fuck you then. Yeah, have, have you seen The Natural? 
I don't think I have. Does that's that constitute my one of my one of my dad's favorite movies uh, in terms of sports movies? The guy, does that constitute as a uh, as as a baseball historian thing? I gotta watch that now. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's that's your homework. You give me homework every week. That's your homework now. <laughs> I am the admiral now. No, I don't want to be the admiral. All right, I'll watch the movie. Oh my god! Just maybe in a month or two, but I'll watch it. Just just don't hate me for the Randy Newman score because he doesn't sing. Oh, thank I, God. Then I it's fine. Then it is fine. It's it's a it it's like a, a bug's life. If where he hardly ever sings. If it's that, I'm fine with it. I yeah. don't like him singing. I don't like him singing. Sorry. I disagree, but that's fair. You know what I mean? Just like you like cherry coke, and I don't like cherry coke. That's totally fine. Um. But yeah, he uh, toward the end of his life, he got um. Pharyngeal throat cancer. Throat cancer, basically, uh, because wanna... drinking, uh, 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 drinking heavily and smoking cigars your entire life will do that to you. But to be fair, this was before they knew that that was all bad for you. Did you also like that Claire went in and stood up for? Oh, absolutely. Babe? And she was just like, when the other manager is trying to bait and switch him, and she's like, "No, fuck you. You should be ashamed." Yeah, like. That's why I'm saying like, she's one of my favorite characters every, in this whole thing. Every player should go and kiss his ass. Because yeah. he's the one that made baseball come back. Yeah. Uh, and then also, I like to see his reaction when his first wife died. Because it's genuine. It's genuine. Because there is a part of him that really did love her. Yeah. And, and kind of is sad that things couldn't have worked out. Yeah. And he know, he remembers her name. Yeah. He's like, my Helen. Yeah. And he's like, he knows exactly, like, that hit him. Yeah. Uh, how'd you like the uh, little uh, vignettes of... The barbershop quartet? Well, besides the barbershop quartet. How'd you feel about that? But I was also thinking about the little vignettes of black and white that they shot with John Goodman. Yeah. I, I really like those. those I thought those were those good. Are, those are fun. Yeah. Um, so... What about the barbershop quartet? Music! What about the music? Music by Elmer Bernstein. Uh, Have which, we heard him before? I'm, I'm looking him up real quick. Okay. And, um, I'm just making sure because I don't think I've heard him before. Oh, let's see. Um, he's not related to Leonard Bernstein. They were uh, friends. They were friends, but he's not related to Leonard Bernstein. Uh, um, he he was a composer, studied under Aaron Copland. Uh, and he, Eric Clapton. Aaron Copland. Gotcha. Fair fanfare for the common man. Um, I liked the music in this movie. It was fun. It was very appropriate for the time. I loved... I'm pretty sure they had an actual barbershop quartet player. Um, all the times that they were showing musicians playing, I... It looked convincing to me. They clearly either hired actual musicians to play on set or hired actors who knew how to really look like they were playing the instruments. So I really liked those scenes. That was great. Um... But yeah, here on Cinema Gems, we have a rating system. Full gem. An amazing movie. Half gem. Pretty good. All right. No gem. Horrible. What do you think, Admiral? Full. I like how we do the alternating thing now. That's full. kind of fun. Full, full gem? Full. I'm, I'm right on the edge of a shiny half gem or a kind of like dusty, Scuffed. like I got, got a blow off the dust whole gem. Okay. Uh, but it was, it was very good. I liked it a lot. I like it mainly because it made me still have the memory that I remember of it watching it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the nostalgia, but like 
remembering watching yeah. the movie when I was younger and playing baseball. Yeah. Uh, and then also, to be honest with you, how good and how accurate what I could do from Dissertain from it that it actually was. And how genuine it was. And the fucking ending, man, with that kid. When that... Yeah. Look, keep in mind when you're watching any biopic, any biographical picture, they all are a little bit, at least a little bit biased. There's always going to be a little bit of positive bias toward the person who is being biographed in the film, uh, usually because of who is behind making the film. Mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody was egregious because the other band members of Queen were basically the main producers of the film. Uh, this movie didn't feel as egregious. There are parts of it that feel kind of fictional and kind of silly, but are also believable for the time. This uh, this director directed my favorite uh, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder movie, uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Where Gene Ooh. Wilder is deaf and Richard Pryor is blind and they both witness a murder. Oh, wow. It is amazing and horrible at the same... No, I'm just kidding. It's not horrible. It's really fucking good. I've never seen it, but I really want to That's now. my favorite uh, film by... Uh, cool. By the two of them. Because they did three movies. They did yeah. Stir Crazy and they did another one. Uh, and then they did that one. See no evil, hear no evil. I personally, that's my favorite. Cool. But yeah, that was uh, the Babe Ruth movie, The Babe, from 1992, starring John Goodman. Um, let us know what you think about this movie. Have you seen it recently? Did you see it a while back, like when it came out? Oh, let us know what it? you thought about it, and let us know what we got wrong about it. You can tell us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. And, and how we need to actually have a uh, accurate... Uh, baseball expert on every once in a while i mean i it couldn't hurt but hey if one of y'all is an actual like self uh self-proclaimed baseball expert you can tweet us at cinema gems underscore pod i have something what, specifically the same director arthur hill yeah. directed a few episodes of the rifleman starring oh, wow. chuck connors and gunsmoke and Perry Mason. Man, he's he's got BTV down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hitchcock Presents as well. Oh, wow. Okay. That's on MeTV, too. Wow. <laughs> um, no, he's done a few things, but uh, he did a couple of Adams Families as well. But his most well-known is uh, Love Story, The Hospital, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, and The In-Laws. Okay. Uh, besides this, of course, which i most well-known him for this and a couple episodes of Rifleman he did and... See no evil. See no evil. Is that going to be a reoccurring thing now? Oh, every time you say the rifleman, yes. Starring Chuck Connors. That has, see, but that has to set it off. I have to say Chuck Connors in order for you to do it. <laughs> I love how we're we're trying. To, never mind. Never mind. All right, cool. So we're gonna go and have our. We have a thing here on this. Podcast. On this thing that we do every, every week, week. At, uh, at the thing where I, I pick up my thing and play the thing. Uh, but it is called a quarantine watch list. So it's the quarantine watch list. What you watch when you were all alone? But I wasn't alone. I was with the dogs. Close enough. Uh, what'd you watch 
or read or the algorithm got you or um, something. The algorithm got me real hard with uh, Charlotte Dobre again and with uh, Charlie uh, Moist Critical. Um, the algorithm has also been getting me real hard. They've been trying to get me into the Try Guys. Uh, and you love them! I, 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 you I love them! I don't mind the Try Guys. They're pretty fun. You love them. They're pretty fun. Um, but yeah, what, what oh. you got? Because uh, well, my good, list is real short. Good right night, now. Dead Tom. Let's just say. Oh, that. good night, Dead Tom. Um, uh, mine is massive talent, unbearable weight. The Nicolas Cage movie with Pedro Pascal. How was it? Okay, I need to watch it. Is it in theaters or is it? Yes. All the streaming is thing? it a chef's? It's a chef's kiss. It's a full gym chef's kiss. What? It's that it is so. Fucking hilarious. Oh my god. So fucking hilarious. Patron and I watched it. Do I have to go to theaters to watch it or is it on a thing? I think you do. Dang it. Uh, whatever. Uh, I watched it in the theater. Somebody's phone went off twice. Somebody was coughing. Another lady behind us was describing the plot. They had a gentleman four seats away from me that whenever the orchestra, you know, the the vibrato is at it, when it... Goes up, yeah. He would do the hand movements like a maestro. Oh no! And you, oh no! I know who this is. Never mind. All good. And you want to know the best part is? Mm. I didn't give a shit about any of it because that was a good ass fucking show. Oh my god! That was it. It was. I was like, I have no. I was like, y'all people are enamored by this. This is fucking art right now. Nicholas Cage is literally making fun of himself and getting away with it, like. If he doesn't get not no joke. If he doesn't get nominated for this, yeah. Holy shit! Oh my god! And he said Pedro Pascal was really good in it too. Pedro Pascal's fucking phenomenal. Nice. Do you want another plot? Not yet, because I wanna I wanna watch it. No, I mean just like an overview of why I, he. It's Nick up. Cage being Nick Cage, right? Well, yeah, he's Nick Cage being himself, um, and he basically gets paid a million dollars to go hang out with Pedro Pascal's character for his birthday okay which is funny because i picked this to be my birthday movie wow not knowing not knowing that it's about <laughs> yeah and so wow. he basically pays a million dollars to hang out and spoiler alert pedro pascal is a huge nicholas cage fan wow and uh he has own shrine to him and everything and it's meant it's you see it in the trailer not the entire thing but it's amazing it's wonderful it's beautiful I really strongly suggested, and he did reference Wicker Man. I'll have oh to say, my god! Perfect, perfect. And Pawnee makes a cameo randomly for some reason. Pawnee, Indiana, like yeah. Parks and Rec. Pawnee. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Um, but no, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie a lot, as you could tell. I would say that's a full gym. Uh, also watched Top Secret, uh, 1984. The guys who created Airplane hmm. decided to spoof uh, secret agent movies. Okay. And Val Kilmer plays basically a young teen heartthrob singer. Uh, <laughs> and he, he... He go... You should really watch this movie too. He, he basically ends up in jail, finds out that, yes, what I'm about to say is accurate. Alfred from Batman from the 90s is the cell that he walks up in here. I literally took a picture, and if I show you this picture now, you would literally think it's from Batman Forever. Okay. Uh, and then a couple... Well, s- speaking of Batman, 
Uh, well, wait, no, 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 not done, not done, not done. No, because so, you, you're about to show me Alfred from the movie. Right. And not accidentally one of your nudes, please. Okay. Oh my god, it literally is. It literally is. That's amazing. It looks like a scene from the Batcave. And then they have an underwater, 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 okay, you get this? Yep. Underwater yep. cowboy saloon fight. So they predicted Tombstone and Batman. What the fuck? This movie was amazing. I'm not saying it's better than Airplane. Not saying that at all. But it was good. And also, the last thing, last thing, last thing. And okay. Let you go. Funny about love. Gene Wilder wants a kid. Leonard Nimoy directs the movie. Okay. Really good. It's on Paramount Plus. Check it out if you want to. Batman. You said you got. So I renewed my HBO Max. Woo! Well. At the expense of Warhammer Plus, which... You're welcome! Thank you. Uh, I mean, what do you mean you're welcome? You're not paying for my HBO. Paramount Plus. You're paying for my Paramount Plus, and I do appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, We're not not sharing or anything, but also, Netflix, if you're listening, fuck you. Um, I'm getting rid... Fuck Netflix. I literally, when I end my shit, I'm going to tweet at him, ended it. Ended it. Ended it. I'm I'm waiting for Stranger Things. uh, Nope, I don't even give... I'm literally... I'm, I'm protest. They, they I'm not even gonna watch in. Game of Thrones. I mean Game of Thrones. Protest. I'm I'll, not gonna watch Stranger Things. I'll cut Amazon Prime uh, just as a fuck you to Jeff Bezos before I cut Netflix. He is no longer the CEO of Amazon anymore. Oh, but, but he then, still gets money. Yeah. Um. So I renewed my HBO because Warhammer Plus sucks. Mm. Uh, it is not worth. It is literally they're charging the same price. Like the. Uh, best option of HBO Max is $15. The best option of, or the only option of Warhammer Plus is $15 a month. Warhammer Plus has a fraction of a, fra- it has one series that isn't even complete. It has another mini series that isn't even complete. Uh, it, it, yeah, no, there's no content on there. There's no reason it should be a paid service. So I said, fuck that and went to HBO. And the first two things I watched. The Batman and Dune. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't watch Dune before Batman. No, because well, they're I, the same length. I, I and I watched them both in an afternoon where I had nothing else to do. So they're both before phenomenal. or after the Babe. Uh, way before. Oh, yeah, way before you gave me the DVD, or I rented the DVD from the uh, video store. Um. I like the Batman a lot, but I'm going to withhold most of my opinions about it until we In actually review weeks? it. Yeah. Okay. Which actually we just did for before recording this podcast. We laid out the next couple weeks by complete accident. Because that's how organized we are. Which, by the way, between that week and... Uh, so, the Batman would be... Yeah. Uh, the last the week yeah. of, the, of this yeah. month. Yep. That's Patron's episode that we're yeah. going to have... Uh, the special one. Okay. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Just letting you know. Cool. So we just got to pick something else for that uh, week in between. Cool, cool. Wait, let me see. No, wait. That might be enough. I'm not getting my weeks wrong this time. I'm not getting my weeks wrong this time. Well, while he sorts out his personal schedule, I'm going to go ahead and whore us out. Uh, You can find us on lowrainpictures.com and find all the episodes on there, but only after you go to the Year 30 tab and listen to Marty and the Arrogant Observer. They're amazing. What you got? Did you get it right? No. Guess what? What? We just did our our May week. (laughs) We just did our May week. 
We're good. Okay. We're good. So we know what we need to watch. Cool. We're good. Yes. Uh, and we do have a very special thing going on next month. Uh, we don't want to give it away too much. Right. But uh, tell us what you thought about our episode today. Tell us what you thought about the babe. Um, if you liked our review of it, if you liked your viewpoint, if you think we're horrible baseball people. You can email us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. Or, or tweet, tweet at, at us. us. At, at cinemagems, cinemagems underscore pod. pod. Or the Instagram handle at cinemagemspod. Cinemagems <laughs> I love how you're looking at me. And we're both like... And pointing. <laughs> but the listeners can't hear us That's pointing. one of the only moments where I low-key wish this was a video show. I'm gonna, could, I'm gonna hit... So they could not look. only... Stop stop doing the ASMR thing. Stop tapping the microphone. Stop. It, I okay. was doing it so they knew our fingers. I sometimes wish that we did a video version of this show so they could see our manic energy as so well wait, as so, hear it. So but wait. I'm almost afraid that would be too much. So wait, I have a question. What you got? If we were to do that, where we release both the podcast and it would be my son. It, so would it be a dual screen of what is recording me and a dual screen of what's recording you? Would that, that be it? That would be it? I mean, seeing as the video store is about to move to freaking Orlando. Well, I mean. Jesus. I mean, I would rather have you said Florida, but sure. Eh. Orlando! Um, it's pretty big, though. Like, and then we, have we the, say we're in New Orleans all the time. And then have the movie on the screen, too. <laughs> oh, my God, Admiral. What? No, you made me think about this. This is happening. But look, guys, all we have to say is thank you, Marty, Air Deserver, for letting us use your website. Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. Please go check out the Your 30 tab uh, for uh, Marty and the Air Conserver because they're yep. way better than us. Uh, but you can all also email us at cinemagems15 at gmail and let us know what vlog you want us to make. Oh, God, no. I mean, like, we have less than a month to do so if you want to do an audio, uh, if you want to do a video thing. Hell, we might put that on the Instagram. That's not a bad you know, idea. No, we can just record from this and send it and then edit it and then send it out. Uh, at, at that would require a lot of hard drive space that I think neither of us really have. But anyway... I got this one. Uh, remember, y'all, be kind to yourselves so you can be kind to others. Uh, yeah. And also, <laughs> guys, remember, wipe your hooves and see you later. But also, black lives always matter, guys. Remember that. All Love right, guys. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>